astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. We are in the final few hours of Leo as you are hearing this before we open up Virgo season. So of course, today we will be talking about Virgos and what we can learn um, from our Virgo guest that we will have today. So did you do anything special in Leo? Did you have any fun? I mean, we're in your final hours. It's not over with Kate. Maybe there's something that... uh... (laughs) go out and do in a big way. Absolutely. Well, I think Leo energy is fun for sure. Um, I think we have maybe a lot more celebrations that happened here in the last 30 days. And I think something Mm -hmm. that's always interesting is naturally I have very thick curly hair and I do quite a bit to tame it. I'll say like, you know, I straighten it or I put it in curlers just to give it a softer appearance. Right. And it's always interesting because every now and then I'll get these feelings like, oh, I should just let my hair go natural or go free. Oh. And almost every single time it is during Leo season. Oh, that's so funny. Which is, you know, I mean, Leo rules like the main, you think about like the lion. Yeah. It makes sense, but it's just like, how does, <laughs> I don't even plan it, but I'm like, of course it's Leo season. Of course I'm wearing my hair big and bold. Of course. I thought, well, I thought I was being bold. I, Finally got the guest room painted and it's got a beautiful deep shade of blue on the wall and it's so gorgeous. And I thought, wow, I was stepping out of my box and, you know, showing my colors during Leo. So anyhow, it was fun that I'm, I can't wait to see your hair. Yeah. Well, we are definitely switching gears as we go into Virgo season. So today we're going to continue our series on the healing properties of each of the signs. Uh, Later, we are going to introduce our guest, Jackie Turner from Turner Reporting and Captions Live. Um, And she has a very, very interesting career. I do think this is a little bit different maybe than some of the careers that we've talked about before, but it really aligns with how we're going to teach Virgo today. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we'll kick off the basics about Virgo, um, August 22nd to September 23rd. So coming up later this week, uh, we know Virgos are ruled by Mercury. So that oftentimes means uh, people that like to do multiple jobs, sometimes simultaneously, uh, people who like to juggle, uh, people who like to run errands, you know, back to back to back errands and people get a real thrill out of that. That's some Virgo qualities, that ability to juggle, the ability to uh, move into different roles kind of very quickly without having to think about it too much. So someone who's in sales runs back and also does some accounting, you know, and then runs back out to the sales floor. So that type of quality is we're associating with Virgos. And that's kind of the common interpretation that we hear about. I think what is interesting is both Virgos and Geminis are ruled by Mercury. Yeah. Right. Um, And Geminis definitely get like the communication 
mm-hmm. right aspect of theirs. But even though they're ruled by the same, we we really don't talk about Virgos in regards to strong communication skills or strong focus on paperwork. You don't hear that a lot in just like the basic interpretations. You don't, but it's absolutely true. I mean, I don't think any Virgo is going to stand up and say, I love paperwork, right? but you know, it could be because they love stationery. They like to send birthday cards. They like to write a special note, you know, Virgos are very focused on language. Right. Yeah. I think just when Virgos are just like talked about, like in the media or in the social, Mm -hmm. social media, it's always about like, oh, they're perfectionists. They have a bad rap. Right. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. What I like about the Virgos is, you know, it's considered a mutable sign. Mutable meaning there's a lot of variation, a lot of flexibility within that family of Virgos. But think about when Virgo happens. It falls in the late summer and early fall, kind of be the beginning of that transitional energy of when we're going from summer to fall, when we go back to school, when we buy change of season clothing. And there is a sense generally um, of like, it's time to get serious again. The fall is coming. Let's get serious. And that Virgo picks up that real earthiness, that dependability, that predictability that they bring with them. Now, again, I'm from the Midwest and growing up, you know, it was a big deal. Everyone bought their sweaters in August for the fall, you know, and they were anxious. Oh, we couldn't wait to wear them. So many times by mid-August, this is in Iowa, where the temperatures would would allow this, all of a sudden you're dressing like fall already. You know what I mean? It was just, it, it was a very transitional period. People could show up in shorts or they could show up with their woolly sweaters already. Yeah. That's Virgo. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like Virgo is means that we're halfway through the zodiacs. True. And so I like that idea of Virgo kind of getting us back on track. Because mm-hmm. you know, we did talk, we started with Leo. Leo's really fun. Party, be bold, make a statement. And then, you know, Virgo's kind of tighten it back up. Like, are you on the right track? Okay, we're halfway through the year. Have you met your goals? Mm-hmm. Do you want to learn anything the rest of the year? Like, I do think that there's a more seriousness that comes with this, with this energy that we're moving into. Well, Virgos are always trying to perfect. They always want to do it a little bit better. And it, the nuance could drive other people crazy, potentially, right? right? Let's do it one more time. Let's add this. Let's subtract this. But the idea they're aiming for perfection. Right. That's true. And then on another level, they're really oftentimes associated with diet, knowing the body. Generally, they're more knowledgeable about the physical body than a lot of the other signs are. Mm -hmm. And whether that's because of diets or whether it's because of their preference for uh, organic food or maybe their knowledge of an eating disorder, these are all, it comes from different reasons. It's not all for one, the same reason, but um, you know, I can think back, we had a client a couple of years back that uh, had a very strong Virgo in his chart. And, you know, he had a cannabis, he was growing, can- he had a grow house, and he was, you know, raising cannabis legally, um, you know, very interested in natural, the, the you know, the, can- the, you know, the tending, the caring, the weed pulling, all that stuff, the assessing, those are all real Virgo qualities. So food it- is very important to Virgos. Yeah. I think, um, another client had a stellium in Virgo and we brought up the food and he had said, um, 
he looks at the menu before going to a restaurant. Like he is already getting into the food before he shows up to the restaurant. What do they, what do they have? What am I going to order? So yeah, food is a big deal, digestive tract, but a lot of Virgos that I know either are on strict diets. They're very aware of what they're consuming, whether, oh, I don't eat red meat. I don't eat gluten. They're, they're very knowledgeable about what they are or are not putting into their system. Right, right. Well, and then on, on, on a whole other topic about Virgos, they, they again, and, and most Virgos maybe would hesitate before they would agree to this, but they have a very high sensitivity or awareness if they're feeling entrapped or mm-hmm. if they're feeling imprisoned. I'm not saying they get claustrophobic, but something like that, where they got, I got to get out of this. I got, I got to, I got to get away from these people. So sometimes this is a person that has to learn that mental health days are an option. You know, sometimes you just need a break. You need to pull away or you need to recharge yourself. So uh, Virgos in generally do not like what I call unequal relationships. And of course, when they're on the receiving end of it, you know, where they're being minimized or ignored or, you know, just looked through. Boy, they're very sensitive. And this actually parlays into social causes. They're oftentimes very much aware, but what about this person who's being left out? What about this person who can't participate? They have a high awareness. So it's not just about themselves. Well, I think they have a high awareness of how they serve. Well, that's true. You know, I do think they demand respect when they do it. Absolutely. But they really do excel at coaches or counselors um, you know, tra- trainers, teachers, anyone that can mentor someone else. Oh yeah. They do really well in that area. Right. Well, let's see what our guest can tell us about her Virgo qualities and how she heals. So I would love to introduce Jackie Turner. Um, she is a theater captioner who regularly travels to several different cities as an accessibility provider. Uh, she did attend LVA with me. And she has a BFA in film production with an emphasis in writing and directing from Chapman University. Uh, Her technical theater and writing background mixed with her passion, love, and understanding of the performing arts have all contributed to fostering her current career path. Uh, She has now even trained other captioners to cover their flourishing calendar of events. Jackie continues to push herself artistically in not only the captioning world, but also as a writer who is currently editing an original limited series transcript. So with that, Jackie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for having me. Hello. Um, so you've been listening kind of in the background to what we've been talking about so far. Can you relate mm-hmm. to some of the maybe just more stereotypical things that we've talked about when it comes to Virgos? I mean, honestly, I can relate to pretty much almost everything that you said. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> like I'm perfect. sitting here nodding like, yep, yep. <laughs> even even down to like the food. Like I definitely will look at a menu ahead of time. I'm very oh, aware of what I put in my body. Like... Oh, I love it. I love it. So I gave that brief introduction of you, but I'm assuming maybe some people are listening saying, wait, what does she do? She's a captioner or she works in theater. So why don't you give a little bit of an introduction or background of of your work and how you got into it? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, So I guess my 
I guess my technical title is a theater captioner. Um, basically, I provide open captions for live performances in mainly theater venues, but I've done concerts before as well. Um, it's basically, we have a big digital LED board, um, and you know how there's captions on TV. Those are called closed captions where the viewer can actually turn them on and off on their own. Yes. Open captions is, that's a little bit different. That's actually something that, um, the captions that you would see on TV, it would be out in public that are there, whether you need them or not, it's open to the public. So that's the difference between open captioning and closed captioning. Closed, you could turn them on and off yourself. Okay. Open yeah. is, it's open to a, a large group of people. You can you choose to look at it or not. It doesn't really matter. They're going to be there whether you need them or not. Um, and so for, uh, I do, I mainly do um, a lot of the traveling Broadway shows that go through the country. Um, so uh, we put up a digital LED board up on the stage. Sometimes it's on a tripod. Sometimes we mount it to the speaker tower. And I manually send every single line that the actors are performing. Um, so whether it's the dialogue, um, they're singing, the lyrics that are going up there, all the words that are being performed are being um, sent up to this digital board and people can read um where they can read what's being performed so it's usually for people who are um who don't necessarily need uh asl uh sign sign language um it's uh, a lot of people who end up using our ca the captions it's uh if they're late deafens person who uses um like a cochlear implant um they people who lip read um even english is a second language People like to use captions. It kind of helps them better understand what's being said if you don't necessarily know English that well. Yeah. So it kind of covers a broad um, grouping of people. And it's actually kind of nice because people who do end up you, like that prefer going to ASL performances, um, you know, sign, sign interpreted performances, if they're not able to attend a sign interpreted performance, they have another option to come to a caption show and still come and understand uh, what's being performed. So, That's pretty fascinating. I mean, at home, I like exclusively always have closed captions on. <laughs> do, Kate? I, we do here at Thea. I thought it's because we were old. We just, no. we, don't, we don't watch anything that we can't close caption in our living room. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I feel like I miss out on so much if I can't read it. So this is fascinating just because you're going to something live. Yeah, absolutely. The, the The first show that I ever saw captions, my mom captions Phantom of the Opera here in Las Vegas. And wow. I'd never seen captions before. And I just went along. I happened to be in town that weekend and I just went along to kind of help her. And I remember um, it was during one of the really big numbers um, that there's like a bunch of singing on top of each other, like groups of people singing different lyrics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember reading the words as they were singing. And I was like, oh, this is what they're saying. <laughs> this scene makes oh. so much more sense now. Like as a hearing person, we hear the, we hear it and it sounds beautiful, but you don't necessarily know what they're actually saying. And with the captions, it really helps to clarify literally everything that's happening in a scene. 
That's amazing. You know what? And there's so much nuance that you miss. I mean, my story's different. I'm listening to, I listen to the seventies radio in the car and I'm, I'm still not understanding the words. You know what I mean? I still think, oh my God, I need to get the words of that song. And then when I find the words at some point, on the nuance, oh my God, that's what they've been singing about all that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just humming along, thinking, making up words as it goes. So clearly, you know, our theme is finding what's the healer? What does every sign bring to the table? How does everybody help heal other people? Mm-hmm. And the nuance, the nuance of the deeper meaning of what's going on in the play. You know, it's easy to kind of follow, okay, they left, they're coming, they're going, they're together, they're apart. But then to hear the details, it's very healing. So I can see you're in in the healing club. (laughs) Well, we didn't put that, we didn't put that in the notes, Jackie, but do do you see yourself as a healer with like what you do? Um. I, I, I guess in a way I could, I, I've never thought of it as like healing per se, but I, I look at it more as uh, helping to bring people together, yeah. um, giving people an experience that they may not have um, had, had we not been there. Um, Absolutely. Like, like I, I remember there was one time wow, we were captioning Jersey Boys and um, out here in Las Vegas also, actually. Um, and there was a woman who came to the show who is, was laid deafened. Like she lost her hearing, I want to say in her fifties, like entirely gone. Mm -hmm. And so, but she grew up listening to Frankie Valley. And so she knew the songs and she knew how they did sound. And she wasn't planning on going to see shows again, because once she lost her hearing, she kind of just felt like there's really no reason to go because why would I go if I can't understand what's happening? And we hear that a lot, actually, with a lot of our patrons that they, they used to love theater and then they stopped going when they lost their hearing. And so, um, she ended up coming over to us, um, after the show and she was just so emotional saying that watching the words, and, and the performance simultaneously, it made her feel like she could hear the songs again, oh my like gosh. live. And it just, seeing that, like, honestly, that that's really what drives me to do what we do is helping to give these experiences and, and bringing joy to people who may not have been able to experience, you know, well, that's a healer. This performance art, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what what you're healer. doing is so incredible, particularly when I'm looking at your chart. So Kate and I are looking at your chart as you're going on, and you're describing mm-hmm. what you do. Well, let's t- let's Kate, let's tell her, looking at yep. her chart, what how we would say it. And you know, I looking at your chart, I would say you're nothing but an amplifier. You amplify. So amplify means like turn up the radio. Okay. Amplify means that you can make something bigger than what it is. So Mm -hmm. you might just take a big, oh, it's a birthday. We're having a birthday party and you can make it into a big, you know, you can make it into a three ring circus. You amplify whatever you touch. You have a tendency (laughs) to think bigger, broader. So it's so obvious how you do it through sound, but you have a natural chart. The planet Uranus and the planet Jupiter sat tightly together at the very top of your chart. 
which is generally a, a signature for broadcasting. So right. I don't know if you've had any dreams still of being a broadcaster in any form, but give you a microphone, you know, give a camera and you're ready to go. I, that's my view of your chart and a great storyteller. Yeah, um, I, I'd say that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I have my degree from uh, in film production and I always wanted to do writing and directing and um, mm -hmm. uh, more more so. I, I'm leaning more toward writing lately. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I would love to, you know, sh convey stories and, and, and have people um, get something out of them, have maybe have them change uh, like their thought perspectives based off of something entertaining. Oh my God. Really? Did you want well, to add something, Kate? Well, I just thought we could talk about that Lilith that she has that conjuncts her moon. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so she really needs outlets to express her creativity or even to express your intense emotions. And, you know, when we talk about the chart, this is not just you at your age now, this is you since you were little, you know, so it might've been something even that your mom recognized early on where, you know, we need to get Jackie into something for her to express mm -hmm. herself, right. Or you might've been just rather vocal about how something made you feel right that you yeah, yeah. know how to communicate it <laughs> where other people might go to their room and just pout or you know or they shut down you might be very expressive or be just oh, very yeah. good at conveying to other people no this is how you made me feel you know some people get flustered like well I don't know I don't know I don't know if I'm angry or I'm sad you know I would think you're very clear with your words <laughs> um even to the point that they might scare yourself maybe scare other people like yeah <laughs> yeah because you just say it yeah there that that is super strong in your chart and you, we think of it and I think of it like tantrums like a child who might throw a tantrum they have so many strong feelings going on that they have to throw themselves on the floor now I don't think you do that now but maybe <laughs> you did maybe you did when you were small but that's that's a huge, I mean, that, that's, a, you're just a wellspring of emotions, just ready to be expressed. So writing is a great, obviously acting, you know, anything that it's therapeutic that allows that to come out really good, really very good. And if you're writing, you could project that into character development as well. Absolutely. So really fun with that one. Definitely. The other thing I wanted to bring up was this royalty. Uh, and um, we've never talked about on the podcast about Antares, but we've uh, talked about Regulus, one of the other uh, royal stars. There's only four of them in, a, in the whole 360 degrees of the wheel. And she has Antares on the top of her chart. And that, again, does convey royalty, which I assume, Jackie, might feel uncomfortable with me saying, oh, you're royal. But it she might explain how people react to her. They might assume something greater about her. They might see her of an upper class. They might see her as smarter. They may see her as more well-traveled. Something where they go, oh, well, Jackie's had that experience. I haven't. So it's a royal feeling that you, you probably carry yourself and maybe even posture. Maybe you're more focused on carrying yourself very straight back, you know. Do you, that makes any sense to you? It does actually. And, and, um, anytime I've ever had like charts done in the 
past, that's actually come up uh, royalty. It has oh, the more that I felt. I totally forgot about it. And, and as you're talking, I was like, I feel like I've heard this description before. Mm. So I've definitely, it's, it's been prevalent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that pairs paired with the Venus conjunct Mars that she has in her chart. You know, Mars is the very masculine action driven planet. And then Venus is the more feminine, has a very soft touch to it. And I do feel like people with these conjunctions in their chart that they can be very successful but like in a non-intimidating way where you're still very approachable, even in the success that you've created in your life. But again, because we talk about that kind of that royalty thing that, you know, people might feel like this sense of awe of like, how do you do it? How are you so successful yet? Maybe still so humble about it. Yeah. Making things, challenging things and making them look easy, easy. or graceful. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. You, you cooked all day in the kitchen and yet you look, you look like you're, you know, you look fresh. You don't look exhausted. How do you do that? I get asked that all the time about with our travel schedule and going from here to there. And like, I just, I just do it. I don't think about it because it's just part of the beast. Basically it's part of, you know, doing this work. Um, and people are always like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how you do that. I, I don't think that I could do that. And, and I'm like, honestly, if I think about it, yeah, I'd probably be intimidated too. I just don't think about it. I just do it and <laughs> yeah. move forward. But lifelong theme again, not, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy that you can relate to it now, but you can look back and like, how have you o- always been like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does suggest on another note, um, you covered you, you told us a lot before we got on tape here about your, your schedule and your sounds like you're flying continually. Your Jupiter actually sits at the degree of a flight. And uh, that's why I brought up to you earlier about, you know, wow, do you love to fly? And it sounds like your schedule just dictates an excessive amount of air travel. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I'd say that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, with that same degree, oftentimes uh, you might find yourself up in the middle of the night. You might call it insomnia, or you may say, I like to be up in the middle of the night. I, I find it very creative. I can, you know, maybe you wrote term papers, you know, in the middle yeah. of the night, you know, when you were in school. Yeah, I, I definitely would be doing a lot of uh, my writing in the middle of the night. Um, for sure. Um, even, even when I had my screenwriting classes, um, I did, I noticed that I did most of my best work after midnight. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Um, it's a good sign of being a researcher as well. So if there's any research involved, you probably, you know, yep. (laughs) Digging type of energy. Yeah. Actually the, the limited series that I've been, um, writing, uh, it takes place, uh, turn of the century. So I actually spent a good, gosh, a good like nine months, a year researching just everything from that time period, taking oh. notes. Um, tr- I wanted to get it as accurate as possible with just, you know, I, I was always fascinated by, you know, like the early 1900s that just always fascinated me. And um, I wanted to be as accurate as possible. And so uh, I like, I, I would come up with an idea and I'd be like, wait, was this a thing then? And then I have to go and look. 
And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So before I even like began writing the script, I was like, I should probably like really make sure that I understand what was going on during that time. <laughs> wow, so I would do that actually in the wee hours as well. Um, I also think that with uh, being in t- different time zones regularly, it's definitely thrown off my internal clock. Oh, so yeah. that really, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Um, where, you know, there's times if, if I'm on, you know, the West Coast regularly, I finally will get myself into a routine. But then it's like, oh, I go to Chicago. And if I'm there back and forth, sometimes I'll go there back and forth like a few, like a couple times a week. Um, and then I'm just all over the place. So then I'm like, well, maybe I should try staying to eat eating on West Coast time. But then it, <laughs> things are closed a lot earlier in Chicago. And <laughs> oh, well, I'm a little all over the place with my my sleep schedule for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Jackie, do you have a favorite part about your astrology chart? Um, I I I'm actually I actually wanted to ask you guys what you thought about this. Um I believe that I was actually born while Mercury was in retrograde. Um and that's true and I just always was fascinated by that because what a lot of people experience when mercury does go retrograde I don't necessarily notice that um in fact it's almost like the opposite sometimes Mm -hmm. where where I I feel like when mercury is retrograde I'm a little bit more like on the ball with things um, and then it's like kind of stinks because then like the rest of the right. time. <laughs> well, you the already rest hit of the on time. it. Is um, that what that means? <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when, number one, when you have a natal retrograde Mercury, generally you're not as affected. Usually you you actually kind of thrive under a Mercury retrograde because it's comfortable for you. It's it, you're you, it's highly it. relatable. But you touched on a bigger topic. It represents often has people who like to look back look back well that research you were talking about turn mm-hmm. of the century people who like to look back at history or say and something happens well something like that happened back in the 1960s or oh, that happened a hundred years ago and this is they seem to know they relate to history they have a historical concept whereas you know many of us think oh my god this has never happened this is the first time it's happening in my life so therefore they think it's the first time it's ever ever happened mm-hmm. Gives you a very unique perspective. Yeah, it might even also be very good for like retrospective, like looking back at childhood, looking uh-huh. back at oh, where did that trauma come from? Like being able to connect the dots. Where some yeah. people don't like to take responsibility for those things, or they don't like to look back at oh, maybe it stemmed from what happened when I was ten years old. That you might feel, and again, with the emotional piece in your chart as well, that you might be very good at expressing that and acknowledging that and going back to those linking years of where did this come from? Yes, I definitely can identify with that. Um, I, I would say that probably like when I hit around maybe like 30 ish, 31 around there. Um, that's when I really started to, uh, delve deeper into like self-healing and the personal growth stuff. And just kind of having a better understanding as to why certain things would affect me certain ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm like over the, over all these years, you know, I've definitely started honing a little bit more of those skills of like tapping into 
you know, oh, this feels familiar. When have I felt this before? Oh, I felt this back at this point. Mm-hmm. What came up, you know, what caused this at this point? And how can I, you know, do it differently this time? Or, or you know, like, why am I feeling what I'm feeling? And, and it really actually helps a lot with um, working through pretty much like anything that looks like a roadblock or a hurdle that comes up or things that maybe might not go your way, you know, you just kind of take a step back and a breath and it's like, okay, well, where have I felt this before? Why am I responding this way? And, um, I've definitely, the more that I do it, the easier, I mean, it's never going to always be easy, but it's easy. (laughs) (laughs) You're always going to be growing. You're always going to be learning and, and, and improving upon your, you know, yourself. But, um, yeah, I've definitely noticed that I'm I'm a lot more uh, aware of when yeah. certain things happen, and I and tapping back into you know certain areas of the past as to okay, this is this is why I'm feeling like this. Okay, how can I adjust? Right. Absolutely. Well, I overall you have a very lucky chart. I I think that when anyone who has Jupiter sitting that high up in their chart and has um, the Royal star sitting up there with it. Um, you've got a bright future to look forward to your, you you know, and again, uh, career reputation, that public sector part, uh, and that can come socially as well, but coming into great social circles, you know, I think you have a lot of nice things to look forward to. Absolutely. Um, Jackie, is there anything that the listeners can do to either support your business learn more about your business? Um, Is there a place that, you know, I know you mentioned you travel a lot, but it does sound as well like you're in Las Vegas sometimes doing shows as well. Is there anything that you want to put out to the listeners so they can follow you or support you in your um, business? Um, I mean, we do have a Facebook page there. It's uh, Turner of Hoarding slash Captions Live. So you could definitely follow that. Um, We try to keep up with all of our uh, scheduled caption shows in all of the cities that we do. So um, if anybody would want to even like, even, even people who want to travel, if they're going on vacation somewhere and they're like, Oh, I want to go, I'm going to go to LA and I want to see a show. Well, you can look to see any of our LA shows that we're going to be doing. And you can kind of like base your travels around that. Um, We also have an Instagram with the same, same handle, uh, Turner reporting captions live. Um, and I'd say if you're interested in having captions at any of the theaters that are locally to you, if, um, if there aren't captions, uh, supplied already, um, all you have to do is ask it's covered under the, uh, ADA that, um, if you, yeah, yeah. Theaters, um, technically have to supply accessibility, um, to patrons if they want to come see a production of any kind. And um, usually what it's a little more difficult uh, for us to approach theaters uh, because people typically look at us like, Oh, you're a business. You're just trying to like make money. And obviously. Yeah. But it's more than that. Like we're trying to provide a service for people that, you know, a certain certain theaters, you know, may not offer. So the best thing that um, I could say is patrons, just need to go to the theater, ask for their, the accessibility, you know, director, um, 
or just the box office say that you want captions um, if they don't have anybody or anything that would provide it give them our information and we're happy to educate the theaters um, giving them their options of uh, what we could provide what we could do so that's, that's yeah it's, it's that's just, incredible. Just, I know. has to just come from the patron so yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Jackie and I have technically known each other for like 20 years and she's just educated me so much today on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to tell my husband about it. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes yeah. so much sense when you say it, but I've never, you know, when something necessarily doesn't apply to you, sometimes you don't recognize it. Well, I think a lot of people don't even realize it's, it's an option out there. Uh, I still, I mean, I've been covering shows, um, we've been covering shows in Chicago for Broadway in Chicago for definitely 10 years now. And, and I still get people coming up to us saying, Oh, is this new? I've never seen this before. I want to come back to these caption shows. And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, you just have to look on the website request to show if it's not already scheduled and yeah, we're here. So, so uh, awesome. All you have to do is ask. Okay. Well, you heard it. All you have to do is ask. <laughs> well, Jackie. Virgo, she's here to serve, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for being um, our guest on our Virgo episode. For those listening, I hope that you have a better understanding of Virgo, maybe even learned a little bit about your chart. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.